Uh-oh. A wild encounter has appeared. <laughs> it's the Player 5 Podcast. Wow. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? Like I said, it's the Player 5 Podcast. My name is Austin, and alongside with me, as always, is Brendan. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I like that intro. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Uh, you doing anything fun gaming-wise this week? Um... I started the first. I played the first three hours of Fallen Order, but um, I and I enjoyed it. It was great. I loved it. But then the next three or four nights in a row, I've been playing Borderlands still. So <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played much more of it. I like the game. I will say the game's hard. It is harder. It's you know they had they compared it to Dark Souls, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard. But then I was like, you know, they're not gonna make it that hard. And I'm on normal. So there's like four difficulties. There's like what they would call it easy. It's like story mode where you just want to experience the story. Mm-hmm. And there's Jedi Knight, which is normal, which is what I'm on. Then there's Jedi Master and then Jedi Grandmaster. And Ooh. I'm on Jedi Knight. And I've died a lot. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. And I mean, I don't play this type of game often, so there's definitely a learning curve and that's part of it. But I still think I'm. a lot of people are probably dying a lot. It's a hard game. That's uh, good. It, I, I like games that like... Yeah. They make you appreciate when you get through. Right. The it's like, now, if you want the story, then that's awesome. You you have the mode that just helps you through the yeah. story. But I like I like one that gives you a good challenge. Yeah, and what's funny I've noticed is like there's a lot of hard enemies, especially like the animal kind of enemies that you you know kind of run into. Um, but the stormtroopers are so easy to kill. It's so funny. Like that's <laughs> well, they're supposed to be. Like, I know, that's right? Just it's how like it's, it's like be. par for the course for the stormtroopers. Like you could just literally one blaster uh, ricochet back at them, like kills them. So, well, it keeps it keeps it true to form. Yeah. Uh, so, but outside of stormtroopers, I guess you just can't go hacking and slashing. You got to actually. No, you have to look at tells like what they what you think they're gonna do. Like you have to like watch their body language, and there's certain um, there's certain moves that they have that when they turn red means they're unblockable. You have, you just have to jump out of the way. And, um, yeah, it's a lot, it's strategic for sure. And you have to know when to block, when to parry. And if you get perfect parries, then you can like get insta kills, like on stormtroopers, like I said, or, um, you know, uh, maybe reflect them back, get a little bit of damage back at them. But, um, it's yeah, like it's difficult. Shield and Smash Bros. Well, it's like, uh, it's, it's good. The best comparison is breath of the wild where you have to reflect the shield, shot yeah back. you know it's just like that but with a lightsaber nice um but i will say like i've been playing borderlands because borderlands is still such a fun game to play i'm, I'm on my second playthrough and i think fallen orders is it's like one of those things the way i kind of explained it is like you know there's a show you watch every night that you just enjoy but then there's only sometimes you want to sit down and watch a whole movie fallen orders like that like it's dense it's hard and it takes a long time just to move just to do anything so it's like I'm playing Borderlands every day because that's just what I want to do to kill time and have fun. But Fallen Orders, like, sit down, give me, like, three or four hours to sit down with it to actually experience the story because it's very, very story-driven, you know? Gotcha. So, so are you are you one of the young, smart people of this generation who has put down on Disney Plus so um, yet? Dude, I'm watching Mandalorian, and it's so cool. So has Baby Yoda won your heart? Yes, all the way, they're, dude. They're gonna sell so many plushies of your baby Yoda. Disney is 
genius. See, now I want to, I, like, I, like, they came out swinging because that's a good way to make me think about it. Because I was just like, I'm not getting Disney Plus. Like, right. I have all of the old right. VHSs and whatnot. Like, I can do a cute date night because I have a, I have an old box TV that has a built-in VHS player. Yeah, which is like a lot of people want it when they see it they like ask ask they want to buy it for me i'm like no yeah and i have like all the old disney movies so i'm always like oh just keep that and have a cute date night one night yeah. but now i'm like it looks good well the mandalorian looks good here's what i'll say the value of it is obviously there because it gives you a lot of like ultra like they have the entire catalog of the clone wars which mm-hmm. is a show that i've always wanted to like fully watch all the way through and all like the star wars movies everything you could think of and then um you know, there's some notable things that they skipped over. Like they don't have the new Spider-Man, which is kind of like, why don't they have that? You know, probably because of Sony issues. Yeah, but Sony they have right Homecoming, now. which that's is true. Weird. But they're probably they're probably still trying to work some things out. Yeah, so. it just kind of bums me out because I want to watch it, and I I don't think they have the newest Lion King that just came out of theaters. So got to keep us waiting. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. With that said, let's go ahead and get into some of our quick mentions that we have this podcast before we get onto all that. Remember to tell your friends that they can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. With that yeah. said, let's do it. So Pokemon Sword and Shield came out this week. It and Sword alone beat the record that Astral Chain had earlier this year in the UK, which we remember that was like almost record breaking what Astral Chain did earlier this year. Uh, Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order outsold S.H.I.E.L.D. And Pokemon Sword and S.H.I.E.L.D. has yet to sell as much as Sun and Moon has at this pace. Point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, at this pace and point. So a lot of kind of interesting little tidbits that's that's going with all of that. Yeah. Um, with that said, we also had Exo Live 19 that happened last thursday last thursday yeah yeah that was right after we recorded because we didn't get to catch yeah. all the news we told you we told listeners that w- next week would probably be like really hype if something big happened and something big happened yeah what was your favorite moment well of course it was halo reach got announced for december 3rd which is literally like in less than two weeks mm-hmm and it'll be out on PC, and you can already actually pre-install it and pre-purchase it right now. And it's going to be on Xbox. That's another thing to remember. There's a lot of people who don't even play PC that have MCC on Xbox One, mm-hmm. and now it's just it's now going to be added uh, to that catalog. So it's really cool that they're doing that, and yeah, I am pumped for that. I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna download it, see how it goes. But um, you know, we still have a bunch of other games to come out. They're they're going to come out chronologically after reach so you know it's just kind of funny how they said the that it'd be coming later this year and it's like they literally laid it for the last month of the year to release just w- the first of this whole rollout yeah. like it's taken forever so they didn't lie they didn't lie but at the same time <laughs> it's like i thought it was coming like in july you know yeah honestly because they really announced that back like in april or something yeah so. it was it was earlier this year that they said yeah. so uh my favorite moment was uh and i didn't really get too too hyped but uh, all the Kingdom Hearts series and a lot of Final Fantasy games is going over to Game Pass. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I I kind of, I kind of felt like a little bit of a snub because it's it's like you know, it was a Nintendo console that originally had Chain of Memories. Right. It had 358 over two days. Dream Drop Distance had yeah. a lot of games that that survived on Nintendo, and it's like they still haven't like 
shown any of all of this love to Nintendo. Right. And I feel like the Switch would be perfect to put like 1.5 plus 2.5 and 2.8 on. Yeah. I know that the Aqua Birth by Sleep 0.2 would be tough because that's the same engine and graphics as Kingdom Hearts 3. But right. I have to have a feeling that it's going to eventually make it over. Yeah. I mean, they why would they not at this point if they're doing all the other ones? Right. So it's like... I mean, that's really cool, though. I mean, um, that means I have an Xbox. I could actually play them. You know, I wouldn't yeah. have to, like, borrow a, PS, a PS4 to play them, you know? Right. So. That is true. If you have Game Pass, you can now do that. Yeah. And well, last... One, one thing, real quick. I I haven't had a lot of time to prep, so I didn't think to uh, put this in the dock until just now. Um, another thing about uh, Exo Live that was kind of concerning, honestly, um, is... They announced that Halo Five is going to be on PC and Halo. I mean, Halo Infinite will be on yeah. PC in 2020 whenever when it when it launches, but it's coming to PC by way of Game Pass. Hmm. So there's a of course. So it sounds like a chance they're not even going to have it like on Steam, like you know, Master Chief Collection's on Steam. Yeah. And on Microsoft Store, you can just buy it one time. Like, I don't, it hasn't been confirmed, confirmed yet. Like, they just kind of said it's coming by way of Game Pass. They haven't, like, said that's the only way to get it. And we are so far out, you know, that we'll, yeah. we're, like, a year out. Um, and maybe if they see, like, concern or, I, I don't think a community would go crazy over that. But I think if they see, like, a general consensus of people that aren't fond of that, then I think that that might change. Because you got to think, there are sometimes you have things that are bigger than what you are yourself. Right. Halo itself is bigger than the Xbox. Right. And so it's like, maybe this is something that you shouldn't force or limit because it's like, Halo's going to be your moneymaker up front. So you oh, might yeah, as well just course. give it free range to make your money. Right. And And some people, if they hear that they have to sign up to a service at all, regardless of what it means ultimately yeah they're going to be like i'm not going to buy it especially in this I'm, day and age where everything has just become subscription based like yeah. it just seems like out of nowhere disney plus and apple streaming just came right like, right but here's what i'll say though uh i have heard it put a way that made me kind of like okay you know that's this isn't that's not terrible so xbox live is 60 bucks a year mm mm-hmm. mhm if you get Halo Infinite, yes, you get to play the campaign, but you want you're gonna want to play that multiplayer. Yeah. And so think about buying a sixty dollar game and then paying the Xbox Live. What is it twenty? It's twenty five bucks every three months. So I don't know how much that sixty bucks a year. Yeah. So that what is so that? it's one hundred twenty overall for yeah. one year. Whereas of, of campaign and multiplayer. Whereas Game Pass, I believe, is like less than twenty bucks a month. So it's like you're kind of it, it kind of makes sense. It's like, if you think about that, it's just the fact that you can only access it through that service. Yeah. So it's not a huge deal if you really think about it, cause you're going to want to play a campaign anyways. And everyone who's played Halo in the past, when they buy the new game, they also have to have Xbox live as a service to play with the friends. Yeah. It's kind of like you're getting it's, both in so one game, package. Game pass does come with live, correct? Yeah. Game pass. So if it's 20, if it's basically 20 bucks, then it's, that's 220. No, two hundred forty a year. It's so that's the equivalent of of about four sixty dollar games. Yeah, yeah, and you get Halo Infinite, uh, the ability to play with other people with Game Pass, and yeah. all the other games on Game Pass. Yeah, 
So, so I guess it's a good if if you had nothing but Xbox and you were planning to get more than four games a year and all the games that you were would buy were will come on Game Pass, then yeah, then it works out. Right. So I don't know. Something to keep an eye on. We have about a year before it comes out, but hopefully they release like just like a bam, here's the game, one time purchase, because I mean they'd be dumb not to. Yeah. In my opinion. So all right, and with our last quick mention, we finally had an official Borderlands 3 campaign DLC. This is the first one that they are dropping, and it is called Moxie's Heist of the Handsome Jackpot Rendon. Yeah. <laughs> excited? Dude, I'm so excited. Um, they, I, w- I want to mention they have a, f- well, they had the Bloody Harvest event, which was the ha- uh, Halloween event, mm-hmm. and it's running still all the way through the, end, uh, the beginning of December, and... They are releasing a free update actually today as a recording called Takedown at Malawan Black Site. And that is just an end game free update, but it's an expansion to a certain extent. It's like another little section of the game and like one or two probably missions. You know, it's nothing big, but it's free, which is cool. This is the first official campaign DLC. Like, it's actually like what the season pass holders paid for, right? So it's going to be big. And. Handsome Jack's in it, so it's going to be yeah. awesome. I love Handsome Jack. He's like the best character in Borderlands. They kind of overdid him in the pre-sequel, but, um, you know, he still has some love for sure, at least oh, for me, yeah. Of course. Yeah, and Handsome Jack, you know, as someone who hasn't even played, you know, all the way through the series, Handsome Jack has always been a character that has intrigued me because, you know, I love story, and he just seems to be the one that drives all the story around borderlands in some way shape or form so it's definitely it'll definitely be interesting because i do plan to get borderlands 3 soon and and play through i've been been playing a little bit more of borderlands 1 hoping to to get through borderlands 2 soon as well so borderlands 3 is on the list hopefully sometime mid next year they'll probably have a big sale at some point that's what i'm kind of looking for it's like I'll, i'll ride the sale wave so, yeah, and it's a great game to get on. Edition. It's a great game to just get on sale because it is one of those games that's like endless playability. You know. Yeah, and like I like I rave about Horizon Zero Dawn. I got that away after it came out. I got the complete edition for fifteen right. bucks with all DLC, and it's just like. And didn't you didn't ever. you like start playing the first Red Dead Redemption like last year? <laughs> and it's like a really old game at this point. Like RPGs, yeah. you can do that. You know. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, because I saw the hype for the second one, I was like, "Oh, let's see." Right and now that I heard that the second one is a lot like the first one, just like more enhanced, it's kind of like, well, I know the theme of the first one, so it's like, now that I that I beat all the way through it, I'm not going to get the second one anytime soon. I may down the line, but yeah, I'll, I'll kind of let it give it a break. I will say something we haven't talked about: Red Dead Redemption Two. You know, it came out on PC. Mm-hmm. We we talked about it coming on PC, but. Just so we, everyone knows, like it's like the new standard of like the hardest game to run on PC. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I did here is yeah, really it's tough. It's rough. Um, I want to get it, but I, as much as I know my PC is like a powerhouse, I'm like legitimately scared I wouldn't run it well. So um, nice, nice. Well, with that said, let's go ahead and get into our four main juicy topics of this week's episode. Yeah. First, last week, I believe, or two weeks ago, but I believe it was last week, we made predictions of who were, who was going to make it in Game of the Year awards. And now we have our official answers, and we're going to give our 
predictions. Yeah, all the nominees for each category came out. Yes, and we're not yeah. going to go over every category. Okay. But we're going to go over the main ones that that we want to talk about and think that most gamers would care about because there's some here and there that are like, oh, whatever. So, yeah. First, game of the year. Now, Renan, you and I, I think we both said Borderlands 3 were going to make it. It did not. You said Outer Worlds was going to make it. I said it was going to miss the mark. It made it. Yeah. Over Borderlands 3 because Outer Worlds came after Borderlands 3, if I'm correct. Yeah, it did. Borderlands 3, it came out in September. So Yeah. Um, I said Luigi's Mansion 3 was going to be a dark horse in there. It did not make it. I also said Link's Awakening. It did not make it. But um, there was a dark horse. There was a dark horse, and yeah. we're definitely going to get into that. The one, the two that I got right was uh, Resident Evil 2 and Death Stranding. Yeah. I think that... I only got Outer Worlds right. Is that it? Yeah. I don't <laughs> it may be it. I think it may be it. But uh, so why don't you go ahead and tell us what do we have for game of the year? Yeah. So we have Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, The Outer Worlds, and our dark horse, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yes. <laughs> I was surprised to see that in there. Yes. It's because it's like, but so it, it makes sense. It came it out last so December, and it's like you kind of forget that it technically qualifies for this year. Right, yeah. But you're right. It makes sense. It makes so much when sense. When you think about it, when you think about how much content Sakurai put in, 80 characters in right. climbing, right. the stages, the music, the modes, everything, extra yeah, DLC to be coming out. The fact that it is still very heavily alive to this day not to mention the sales they made the sales Dude. it's i mean just a few weeks ago we talked about how it surpassed street fighter 2 as yeah. the most selling fighting game of, of all, all time. time yeah with that said i had to give it my vote it's not just my fandom for smash brothers it's that you look at like sakurai does not look good oh yeah he looks sick and he looks sick after Smash 4, and he's still pushing. <laughs> so, like, he doesn't look good because he's giving it his all. At some point, this man needs, this man deserves this award for yeah. all that he has done over the years. <laughs> this man deserves this award. However, yeah, I will say this I don't think it'll win. No, I don't think so either. Resident Evil 2 or Shakiro Shadows Die twice will win. That yeah. is my bet, but I also wouldn't put it past Smash Bros. for winning because we know that community is pretty rabid. Mm-hmm. So I I will see one of those three winning. I put Resident Evil 2 as my belief will win, and especially because it won the like Golden Game Awards or something like but that. To be honest, though, how do you feel about a remaster winning Game of the Year? I, I I don't like it, especially when you think about how great Sekiro Shadows Die Twice was. Like, yeah. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice was an amazing, amazing game. game yeah. And then Super Smash Bros., when you think about how much content it was and how much of that is original content, where Resident Evil 2, you know, they, they you know, copy-pasted. But obviously, they put a lot more work in, into it. But if it wins, it's just a testament to how amazing that game is over the years, in which case then it deserves an award bigger than game of the year. It deserves game of the decade at that point. You know? Right. So, yeah, well, I pretty much agree with what you're saying. Um, I think we can kind of count out control and death stranding simply because death yeah. stranding has such a, uh, mixed weird... reviews. So yeah. control control. It's funny that those are the first two they show and they kind of had the same kind of yeah. reactions, but, uh, you know, I think Ultimate, I, like I said, I agree with you because Ultimate is such a, 
the fighting game community is a very loud community online, but I don't think it's as big as like what all these games are supposed to represent for the entire industry, you know? So yeah, I don't think it wins. I, now that I know that it's up there, like I feel bad that I didn't say it when we were doing our, um, you know, our, uh, predictions on what would be, what would make it. And I, so, but I think, and it deserves it, but you know, secure that shadows that twice, I think, or outer worlds, I think would win it realistically outer worlds. As much as I don't think I'm going to get it till like it goes on sale or something, I've heard nothing but great things about mm-hmm. something. The The thing that I've heard that's so incredible is like the dialogue system, like how there's pretty much, there's not a single NPC in the game that you can't like talk your way around. Like you could probably go through the whole game without swinging your weapon once and just yeah. talk your way through the whole game. And that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I go with Resident Evil 2 because it beat out Outer Worlds in the last awards that was fan voting. Right. I I think Sekiro Shadows Die twice. I didn't pick that one over, although I think it's a better game than Resident Evil 2. I just feel like that com- I've heard great things about that game, but I have I don't really have like a gauge of the community and how alive they are. I mean, that game came out a while. It where Smash Bros the community is still very well alive and they are up to date with what's going on. But- so, I think it's a kind of a death match between those two, but ultimately I just give it to Resident Evil 2 because it's already won one fan voting awards. Right. And, and it beat out smash bros. Wasn't on that list, but the other two games that we just mentioned were right. So I have a feeling and it's newer than those two or, or no, when resident evil two come out, did that come out in January? Um, I'm not sure. It may have came out in January. I don't remember. Honestly, I I did. I'm not because there was one game that beat out kingdom hearts three for January. And I think that was it. Hmm. But with that said, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but Secure Shadows Likewise is on both of our list. So, yes, you know, at least we could both say we're favorable towards it, and I think it deserves it because it has that Dark Souls feel, and there's so much love for that series. But it's a new take on that because Dark Souls Three was a huge deal to a lot of people, but it was a continuation. Yeah. Whereas this was like a new thing that 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 um developer wanting to do and yeah. they have some really cool mechanics i've seen so we both agree smash bros are secure to die twice and we're also i'm picking resident evil 2 and you're picking outer worlds to also be the possible winners but we're just saying control of death training is not going to get it yeah yeah pretty much. they're too they're too polarized you know yeah and then i understand that so we both agree uh next on the list is action game rendon what do we have on the list for action games all right so we have apex legends mm-hmm. astral chain mm-hmm. call of duty modern warfare which by the way before we continue isn't it crazy that that's not on game of the year call of duty modern warfare yeah no yeah it is it's very like actually surprising. i applaud the fact that it's not out there i'm glad it's not i know because i don't like easier. call of duty but i'm shocked genuinely <laughs> yeah because this is modern warfare but good right devil may cry 5 gears 5 and metro exodus can I just say this is harder than the game of the year? Like, I feel like this is way more across the board. Like, they're all kind of deserving. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Metro Exodus had great reviews. I mean, Gears 5 is Gears 5. Yeah, that's like the least deserving, in my opinion. But, <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, they are a beloved franchise. Um, Modern Warfare made it because of its name. I'm surprised it didn't get as, as far as uh, game of the year, but. I believe Metro Exodus wins. I put my vote in for Astral Chain because even though I didn't play it, 
the recognition that it got from the community and just how passionate they were. And then you look at its sales, how well it did makes me believe that platinum games really did come out swinging and really did put some hard. I did not hear the same type of rave for any of the other games. I mean, it had to be the, the biggest third party game on the switch this year. Yeah. So All the big I, games. I put in astral chain because I haven't played any of these games on this list except for apex legends. So just based on community and who I feel like really was passionate about the game. Well, Astral Chain. And when you look at Astral Chain, like, I think it was a dark horse. I don't think anyone expected it to do so well. No, yeah, I don't think they did. But, like, it was a dark horse when it came out, you're saying. Like, when it came, yeah, when the game came, it came out, out, they were like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. And then I was like, wow. Devil May away. Cry had four games lead up to it. Gears 5 had yeah. four games leading up to it. Metro Exodus had a lot of PR up to it. Modern Warfare is a name that sells well, itself. And Apex Legends kind of had that EA buying the studio kind of, you know, marketing uh, it, marketing through and, Twitch and stuff. Uh, I, I can't think of the word, but wave going into it. So yeah. Hype momentum. Something. Okay. Uh, well, I think you're wrong about Metro Exodus to be honest though, because this, you know, the winners are voted on by the, by the people like us. Yes. And Metro Exodus had that big, like, carfuffle right when it were a release where they canceled everybody's pre-orders on Twit on Steam. That's true. And sent them to the Epic Game Store, and I feel mm-hmm. like the community is pissed off about that, so they're not going to vote that much on it. With that said, I know it's a great game based mm-hmm. on what I've seen of it. Um, so I think I'm going to give it to Modern Warfare. I think it got in this list, like you said, because of its name, and I think it's going to win because of its name to be honest. I will say this about Metro Exodus. While you are 100% correct, that could be its doom or it could be its win because everyone who then put in for it and then already went through all the, uh, not drama, but the effort to get to play that game probably will then take the effort to go vote for it if they really liked it. If they really liked it, yeah. So that's, it could be its doom. It could be its, its triumph. Who knows? But you think Modern Warfare... That's what I think. I'm not saying I think they deserve I, it. I just think that I agree that I think I think it'll win. Yeah, I think the name Captain Price. I think all that will help it win. But I I'm rooting for Astral Chain personally. But yeah, um, we then have our esports coach events, player, team, and game. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Uh, oh yeah, we we skipped action adventure. Sorry, we'll go right back to action adventure. Sorry, brought it up. I voted for everything that had to do with Counter Strike Go. So I voted Team Liquid, the coach for Counter Strike Go, the players, the team, uh, and Counter Strike Go because we talked way earlier this year about how the American teams were making history in Counter Strike's yeah. uh, Go and how like. That game has been living on for years and years and years and years. And when you look at the other games, obviously there are some pretty heavy games in all the esports players. But I I went with all the CS:GO people represent. I could I could see that, um, and I agree. But I don't personally. I don't think it it deserves the esports game of the year because it's been around for so long. I think the the thing that they did this year where they broke all these world records. Is impressive, but for the team and the coach. So I agree with that pretty much. But I'll say the game, I mean, I hate to say it, but Fortnite really has, like, just held strong for so long. And with their Chapter 2 stuff they did recently, mm-hmm. like, has even built even more hype for it. 
But has that gone into esports yet? Have we had an esports tournament with Chapter Two? Well, I mean that that's a good point. That's a good point because yeah. uh, the way that I took it, and, I, and you're not wrong. I think by your logic, you're correct. I guess my logic into it was all these games on this list. So it's it's Counter Strike Go, it's Dota Two, it's Fortnite, it's League of Legends, and it's Overwatch. They've by all accounts, you can all start while. these off like, oh, they've had great longevity, right? I took it by what was most exciting for us to watch this year. I get that. And, you know, there was a lot of issues, unfortunately, yeah. with Overwatch. Um, Dota 2 and League of Legends, they didn't really have any crazy moments, at least for our side of the country, for us. Fortnite, yeah, but, you know, Apex kind of dipped in it a bit. There's, you know, there's a whole Apex lot going on. Even on Chapter list, 2 might help it. Yeah. Chapter 2 may help it go into next year but counter-strike go with how fun it was to watch this year and with all the records that we were breaking while it may not have been the best game of this list i i just went with what was the most exciting esports moments for us well we so. also got the story yeah I, I mean that's a i mean i'm not saying your choice is bad i just i'm not necessarily agree with it but no your logic is right by the logic you're going by but also like there's also something, something to be said about all these games like overwatch oh, yeah. had the whole thing where they were the first finals uh broadcast on espn and uh dota and league obviously dota i was actually going to pick the dota international for the event of the year personally because that was the one where they had the biggest pot of money ever for an esport in the history of time (laughs) yeah um and it was like something like 26 million dollars and because it was like partially funded by the by uh sales of uh, expansion passes and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of, that's really cool. That's something special. And I, I don't know if you ever, if you got to catch any of the actual event, um, but the event itself, like the production value is just like off the charts. Like I'm looking, I'm talking like NFL production value. Like, yeah. It's incredible. And Dota has been around for that long. Yeah. And like right. the fact that they have so much money like that to just give right. out. It's like, they can kind of do whatever they want right, right now. But there's also something to be said about the League of Legends World Championship as well because that is one where right when it happened, they also were celebrating the 10-year anniversary and they announced all those new projects. So that's yeah. kind of special. So anyways, I, I'll say just to kind of sum up what I'm saying, I agree with the coach and the team of what you're saying with CSGO because of what they did something special. But the international Dota event I think was a better event than most of them just because of how special it was that they made history. Also, um, I think Fortnite gets the game of the year because of its emerging in esports, and it's the newest of them all. And it's now up here with the big, 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 big guns, you know? Yeah. So, but let's watch League of Legends or Dota 2 win it again. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. And I mean, they, they ultimately deserve it. Yeah. So. I mean, all those games deserve it. You know, it's like when Call of Duty it's, wins, it's, it's like, it's just like, it's just how it is. Yeah. You just, yeah, just kind of go with it. Yeah. Uh, we skipped action adventure on accident. That is my fault. Let's go back to it. All right. Gotcha. There we go. Written. What do we have on the list? So we have Borderlands three. Amazing. Control. Death Stranding. Resident Evil two. Secure Shadows Die Twice. Those are all we're all game of the year. Yeah. Um and The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, the remake. Yep. That I still want to play. I haven't played it yet, but I really want to. Uh so Secure Shadows Die Twice. That's my pick. That's your pick? That's my pick, and that's who I think will win. I think you're crazy because Borderlands three is on. I know you're going for (laughs) I do work. And that's fair. No, 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 no. Because I those were the two I went between back and forth. I thought about this for a while. 
And it's not me trying to be the anti what you're going to pick. It's just that I think Sekiro, I don't think we've had something like Sekiro Shadows Die twice in recent memory. Yeah, that's fair. And I just think that because it was a product of Dark Souls, its own thing, it's not a remake, and it's super well revered, and it didn't have any issues at launch, I feel like it might win it. But Resident Evil 2 might win it as well. Yeah. Because, no. again, there's just so much hype behind no, it. No, I mean, so. yeah, that's fair. But I don't think Walking Simulator, I'm sorry, Death Stranding will win. <laughs> right. <laughs> and to be fair, Link's Awakening is on there, and they didn't really do a whole lot except for just remake the original. But I'm sure, I, I mean, I seriously want to play that game really bad. Oh, yeah. It's a Zelda game. And I, it'll and get I good haven't votes. gotten it yet. It that's won't crazy. be last place. I mean, we I don't think we'll see the vote numbers, but it won't be last place. Oh, yeah. No, I think that Zelda is up there for me. I guess I would want, in a perfect world, I want Borderlands 3 to win or Zelda. But I know for a fact that Zelda's not going to win. I, I mean, not for a fact, but I really don't think it is going to win. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to pick Borderlands 3 or Secure Shadow's Eyes twice. But yeah. Borderlands 3 ultimately is the one I think deserves it the most and I think has a really good shot to win it. Because there's people like me out there that are PO'd that Borderlands 3 is not on the game of the year. And they're going to be like, vote for Borderlands 3 and everything else. You are right on that, that a lot of people are going to see that as the best category that Borderlands 3 can win. Right. Secure Shadow Die twice appears a lot all over this. Including Game of the Year. I think you are, I think you are right on that, that that will spur some votes, but I do think, I I think clearly it's going to be the Borderlands 3 Sekiro. I I, don't think the others, because I think what will happen is a lot of people will vote for Resident Evil 2 on Game of the Year and will decide to pick one of these others. Right. Well, yeah, I think I think that's true, and um, I pretty much feel the same way. But one thing, and I know people are probably already tired of me talking about Borderlands Three lately because I feel like that's all I've been talking about since it came out. But to be fair, if you if you really had to think about it, like when's the last time you've been extremely hyped for a game, gotten the game, played it all the way through, and it delivered in every way? Like that's what I'm like with Borderlands Three right now. You know, there's yeah. very very seldom that happens. It's true. And so, like, even games like that you're excited for, like, when Fallout 4 came out, I knew a lot of people were excited for it, and ultimately it turned out to be a good game. But there were some problems, and there are some things that still people are mad that were not included in that game. But Borderlands 3 just, like, cranked it up to 11, and it stayed there, and I'm playing through it second time right now, and I'm not tired of it. Like, it's great. And no, I mean, it's, so. it, it, it's no disrespect to Borderlands 3. I think it is one of a kind. Right. I just went with Secure just because I think like it is the only kind. Yeah. I just in recent want... memory. But yeah. again, I, I could see either one winning. And probably Borderlands, after your point that you made that a lot of people vote for it because it wasn't on Game of the Year. I give you that. But but we'll have to see. Uh, next is Family Game. A lot of <laughs> an interesting list. All Nintendo games written. What do we got? Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> which is I just the thing is really yeah. funny. Super Mario Maker Two, Smash Brothers Ultimate, and Yoshi's Crafted World. So, what do you think is going to win, and what do you want to win? Yoshi's Crafted World's not winning. <laughs> There's no way, dude. That's not even in the running. I Smash mean, Bros. Honest. Ultimate is a family destroyer. 
it's not a family game. It destroys family. This is not what you it's play the, for fun. This is what you play <laughs> to settle differences. <laughs> Ring Fit Adventure won't win. It won't have enough votes. Right. So you're down to two. Luigi's Mansion 3 or Super Mario Maker 2. Super Mario Maker 2 is not going to win. And here's <sighs> why. Dude. It is not a family game. It's a niche. It is a niche. Yeah. You need to be very creative. Or you have to be very patient with it. I don't see family sitting around playing this game. Now, realistically, I don't see family sitting around playing any of these games. But I will go for Luigi's Mansion 3 to win this because they do have the scare tower. They do have the Gooigi thing. I think that this is going to be something that parents would sit with their kids and and help them play. Um, because obviously now we're more in a generation where parents are more helpful with kids playing video games it's not like our parents where we were like help us help us they're like no get that control out of yeah. my face so i i think luigi's mansion 3 is going to win it off of hype off of the fact that it makes the most sense out of all of these i mean ring fan adventure technically makes the most sense but no one's going to care like yeah they don't have enough support right and all the other ones i mean if you think like, smash bros might win just because smash fans are just going to scroll down this and pick it because it's smash right so if it wins, I'm screaming blasphemy. Yeah, because it's not really a family game. Yeah, but it is Smash, and it's in any. But Super category. Mario Maker Two deserves an award somewhere. Dude, Super Mario Maker Two deserves all the awards, dude. <laughs> but um, what? Okay, I know we have our own issues with it, but how in the world did Yoshi's Crafted World make it in, and not Mario Party? I think for the same reason that I said Luigi's Mansion Three, it's going to be a lot of kids playing it with parents probably sitting around maybe helping them out a little bit yeah. because it's a very simplistic game. But Mario um, Party, dude. Well, Mario Party family. was last year. I guess Mario Party also brings family I mean, Mario Party apart. came out <laughs> in October of last year. Did it come out last year? It did come out in October of last year. You know it came what? out October 16th. So I... it would have it wouldn't have been in this you won. It would have been in the last one. And okay. I think it did win la- family Sorry. game last year. Did it win family game? I may have. I don't <laughs> know. It have all, to look it's just all up. just a blur now, dude. I know. Sorry. The yeah. fact that Smash Bros. looks this old, but it's in Game of the Year, tells me something. Uh, with that said, fighting game, what do we got? Dead or Alive 6, Jump Force, Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I hate to sound like a broken record, but if it's going to win one of these, it's this one. I mean, yeah. it's Smash Bros. I'm sorry. I mean, the other ones aren't. Like, if, if we were, look, great games, if we were looking at last year where we had, like, some, like, the. Dragon Ball Fighters, or some of the yeah, other games that came out last year tougher. for fighting. Street games? Fighter Five came out too, didn't it? No, Street Fighter Five came out a while back, but I think they did like a remaster, and it was on the list. But like, if it, if if Ultimate was competing with last year's uh, lineup, it may actually not have a chance. But this year, it's just like Mortal Kombat Eleven was a huge flop as far yeah. as Mortal Kombat games go. Yeah. Maybe not in the as far as like fighting games. But all the other ones, like, I mean, yeah, there's probably a fans of all these, but Ultimate's just going to destroy all it's of gonna them. It's going to destroy all of them. Yeah. It's I think going, we can unanimously yeah, agree on that that's one. fine. So. <laughs> move on. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on. <laughs> yeah. Game Direction. Renan, what do we have? Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Secured, Shadows Die Twice, and Outer Wilds. Ooh. Not Outer Worlds. Outer Wilds. Yeah. Look at so. that. Death Stranding. And here's why. Yeah. Here's why. Yeah. Creative Can you vision. read me yep. the description for game direction? Awarded for outstanding creative vision, 
and innovation in game direction and design. So yeah, and in the I words I can't argue that. of Kojima, it flies high, <laughs> higher. That's so than uppity sounding. Games. That sounds so repugnant. Now listen. <laughs> We all know Death Stranding because of the mixed reviews. We all know that it's a masterpiece of its own kind. It is in all the reviews, whether they rated it great or bad. All of them basically said the same thing. It's not a fun game, but it's a masterpiece of its own kind. For based on what this is, it's not the best game in this list. I mean, we've already talked about Resident Evil 2, Secure Shadow's Eyes twice, beating in Game of the Year. But if we go by what this category is, then yes, it's beats all of them easily no no debate in my opinion yeah i i pretty much agree with that i can't really i don't really have anything else to say about it especially with like control being like a less controversial version of death stranding even though control seemed to be like a really cool idea as well death stranding is such a way more creative outlet than control is but the other ones seem just like you know secure shadows of twice is going to win somewhere else and you know game direction give it to some, something that really is creative and Resident Evil 2 I think will also win somewhere else so I think if Death Stranding is going to win anything this is the most likely category so yeah. I pretty much agree with what you're saying yeah and let's not forget that that the people that run the game awards is super big friends with Kojima which is why I think you I don't think that they're rigging anything but I think that they're definitely trying to get him on the stage Right, because he's Death Stranding's been in a lot of categories for only being out for a little bit. Um, multiplayer game, Renan, what do we got? Apex Legends, Borderlands Three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Tetris Ninety Nine, and Tom Clancy's The Division Two. I went with Tetris Ninety Nine. It's going up against Gunners. Like, look at that. Everything yeah. is a First shoot them, go for it, kill them. Yeah. And there's Tetris Ninety Nine. A Nintendo Switch exclusive sitting there, like still mess with mess yeah, with me. Yeah. I dare you. I mean, the Tetris Battle Royale is so unique, and it blew up so hard on Twitch whenever it first came out. It was like no one else. Yeah, like everyone was playing it. You know, I think people are gonna vote for it if they don't have like an allegiance to one of these games. In which I think the only one people may have allegiance to is is Borderlands Three. I, I think know, people Call of Duty, <laughs> maybe, but I don't know. I don't know if that's maybe but i think people are gonna i think people who are just scrolling down this just voting on every category is going to vote tetris 99 because they're going to see the same thing that i just said yeah there's a tetris game going up against all these shooters yeah give it an award <laughs> yeah give it an award because it deserves to be in there just having gotten this much this popular for what it is isn't it crazy how many games that smash made it under category but not multiplayer that is that interesting. is that is interesting, that is interesting. also <laughs> it's interesting that um Apex is here because Apex kind of died off. Like Fortnite destroyed it pretty much. Yeah. And Call of Duty Mario Warfare destroyed everything mm-hmm. except for Fortnite. But <laughs> if you didn't if you didn't put in Smash Bros, what other games would you put in for multiplayer game of the year? Multiplayer game of the year. Mm. Because regardless that it died off, it did have a big moment. Yeah, I mean, coming up short, I don't think that there's many that you could and and just to be fair, because Borderlands is in this, and I want to address that. Like, I think Borderlands Three is a great story, like a, a great game to experience. But for multiplayer, like it, it's you know, it's just a co-op game. I think it kind of yeah. kind of comes short on that. As much as like I wanted to win everything, 
So isn't it great when we can sit here, look at first person shooter multiplayer games and sit here and not know what should go in there because there's just been a lack of them. Yeah. It's been a good year single player wise, I think. Yeah, I think that developers are finally seeing Mostly that. Mostly Nintendo like, led, but well, Fallen Order. I know it's not in this in game of the year. I know I said mostly it's in no But I'm talking but, about this yeah, year. Yeah, Fallen Order, you had Death Stranding, Technically Control, uh, who just mentioned three Astral Chain, yeah. Fire Emblem. I like the trend. I think it should keep happening. And I think Bethesda he they've we've been kinda quiet with Bethesda this year, except for negative stuff like Fallout seventy six and then their really terrible E three. Yeah. Um but, you know, they have a lot of stuff down the pipe still and I think the trend is still gonna be going like a bunch of action uh, venture like basically RPG games so hopefully it stays like that hopefully hopefully uh, narrative what do we have for narrative a plague tale colon innocence I've never heard of that game to be honest mm-hmm. uh, control death stranding disco Elysium and the outer worlds I'm pretty sure I went with I'm gonna go with death stranding again just for narrative well okay I can and it's see. fair to rebuttal that, but I think I think it's I think it will win. I think creative vision makes sense more, or uh, game direction makes sense more for it. But the fact that it is basically an experience of like, you know, you're experiencing the world around you more than it is like a game. I could see how it could win here as well, but I think it's going to win because Kojima has every single person that worked on Death Stranding to a with a gun to their head saying vote for it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the outer worlds i think is a close second in my opinion because the outer worlds has narrative is its biggest strong suit you know yeah. and uh disco elysium actually when it came out a lot of people who got death stranding and was disappointed by it went to disco elysium and i've heard a lot of people rave about it but um i'm not sure it's a strong enough narrative to you know get the win so I'm kind of I'm a benevolent about all these, but Outer Worlds to me seems like it has a better shot than most. It's my second pick, but just imagine Kojima putting guns up to people's head and said, "Take this for first-person shooters." <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, ongoing, ongoing game. Uh, Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, Fortnite, and Rainbow Six Siege. Fortnite will win, but there's something to be said that Final Fantasy 14 has lived this long. It's a yeah. Final Fantasy game that has lived this long. I think we could probably agree that Apex and Destiny are kind of out of this. Destiny did release a new expansion, and Apex is, you know, it's still there. But, you know, Fortnite, Final Fantasy 14, and to me, Rainbow Six Siege are very impressive um, yeah. as far as, like, their longevity. And Rainbow Six Siege especially is one of those games that, like, Similar to CSGO, it's just being iterated and iterated on, and it's become like a massive, massive success. Even, even more, I think, than, than when it first came out. You know, yeah. But Final Fantasy fourteen, that's a good, that's a good thing. Like, it's an MMO, right? Based on what I know, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. All Fortnite right. will win, though. <laughs> yeah, probably RPG. RPG. We got Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy fourteen, Kingdom Hearts three, Monster Hunter World. Iceborne and the Outer Worlds. Call me biased, but you know I've given a lot of of criticism to Kingdom Hearts 3, but I am picking it because if you take it as a role-playing game, it was freaking awesome. Yeah. It was bad to me because I was expecting the story elements that I had been waiting for for years. 
but as a role-playing game, the gameplay itself and, and going through it. And I think a lot of people that weren't so used to the Kingdom Hearts series will like it because it was not as hard to, it was not as easy to die in this game as the other Kingdom Hearts series. So I think that I, I, I go with Kingdom Hearts 3. And just when you look at this list, like Outer Worlds, may give it, Outer Worlds may give it a good nudge, but Kingdom Hearts 3 had a whole lot of hype going into it. And I think, I think the Kingdom Hearts community is big enough and fandom enough to pick it, to win it. Yeah, to me, it's like I feel like if uh, Link's Awakening was in this in this list, it would give Kingdom Hearts three a run for its money. But I think that Kingdom Hearts three kind of is above the rest of these. Yeah. Um, personally, even though I haven't played the game, and I know that um, you have criticism, I think objectively, if you look at this list, Kingdom Hearts three is an impressive, like the most impressive. Right. And Disney so. fans will like it. Scoring music. All right, we got Cadence of Hyrule, um, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, and Sayonara Wild Hearts. I don't know what that game is. Yeah, it's not going to win. Just because we don't know what it is. Sorry, Sayonara. Kingdom Hearts 3 again. And not even because it's Kingdom Hearts 3, it's because of Square Enix. And I'm biased to Square Enix music. I just am. I said the same thing when uh, Octopath Travel was on there. And I also picked uh, Final Fantasy when it was a, for best score. So I have a history of picking Square Enix scoring music. And you know what? It usually wins. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. Because you got to think of all the Disney music in that, as well as all the original soundtracks that made it. And from past and present Kingdom Hearts, like it's got a huge, ca- it's going to have more catalog than any of these other games. Now, Cadence of Hyrule, obviously a music game. So right. let me not just ignore it like that. And it may win because of a Zelda name. You can't ever ignore the Zelda name. But let's be realistic. Square Enix is always on point with music. Always. I would agree on that. Except that really cheesy moment in the end of the first game where that song comes in right whenever Sora and Kari get separated it's so cheesy dude that's what makes kingdom hearts kingdom hearts i know but okay epic to be fair moments ruined by cheesiness right every time to be fair they do usually win it's a good pick but i only reason i'm disagreeing with you is because if you look at the description like we talked about said inclusiveness inclusive of score and cadence of hyrule is based around the music so i think it obviously has a chance in that way. So, um, although Death Stranding also got a lot of hype when it came to like the music, because some people thought it broke the kind of world you were in, but they actually had like spoken word music during the storyline, you know, which was kind of, it's kind of interesting. I don't know. I like, I like all three of those, but, um, Cadence of Hyrule, I think kind of takes it for me. Okay. Sports and racing. Uh, don't even read it. This it's gonna be Crash Bandicoot because everyone's gonna see all these be like, uh, repeats of all these other sports games. Crash Bandicoot wins. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Let's just go. Keep going. Strategy. Last one. All right. Age of Wonders, Planetfall, Anno eighteen hundred, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Total War Three Kingdoms, Tropico Six, War Groove. And I think that's it. Yeah. Can I just say that this is a very worthy list? It is like this very much so. I think what was, what was the other list that we was it action adventure that we said was a lot tougher than game of the year. I feel like this is the toughest list because all, like Wargroove 
could very well win it. I think and they I, all kind of deserve it. Yeah. I, I like Wargroove. I, I, I think Fire Emblem may win it. It had a big enough niche on top. It's just Nintendo being it. So it has more hype value to it. At the same time, um, Age of Wonder and Total War, they're going to have a lot of non-hype behind it, but they're, they're going to have a lot of quantity as far as people that may pick it. I think the two that won't get it is Tropico 6 and... Um, and Anno, Anno, Anno 1800. Anno 1800, yeah. I don't think they'll get it. I think Wargroove deserves it. I think it's going to be uh, Age of Wonders, Fire Emblem, or Total War. But I don't have enough basis to just give you one. Yeah, I don't have enough knowledge on this type of game personally to really make that call. But I agree. The the highlights in this are Wargroove, Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Fire Emblem, Three Houses really did kind of break the mold. But I'm not sure it's... Like, the people who play these type of games, not, I don't think necessarily, like, obsess about Fire Emblem. You know what I'm right. saying? I think that that is a crossover type I think of strategy That's why game. I said I think the Nintendo value gave Fire Emblem the biggest noise. But right. I think quantity-wise, you're going to see it in Age of Wonders or Total War. I don't think Wargroove will win because of its indie indiness. But Chucklefist has won things before. So Wargroove I is, put a, it is a great game based on what I know. And, to, and I, I know you kind of counted out Anno 1800. But Anime 200 has a history of, like, a bunch of great games in their past. Mm-hmm. And based on what I know about this one, it's a really hard hard to run. It's really hard to run. So only a certain group of people who have, like, crazy powerful systems really play it. But apparently it's a very good successor. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that was kind of all of our games. Okay. I want to go back one last question to wrap up this topic and look at the game of the year list and tell me what you think would be the biggest upset for game of the year. The biggest up, like if it won, it's the, it's like what the crap just happened. I mean, control. Yeah. Control. <laughs> yeah. Control would just be like, why? Like, I feel like Nvidia would have had to pay the people off to, to like to like get them get that game of the year. I feel like Control is a solid game that missed the mark. Yeah, I think it looked amazing. I think that the gameplay looked interesting, but it's like they just got one gimmick and went with it and made this whole story work. Hackers are already finding ways to put Pokemon that didn't make it into the new game and are already playing with them. On top of the fact that it's basically been confirmed that Game Freak reused 3DS models when they originally said not all Pokemon would make it due to how long that would take modeling them. How bad does this look overall and what what are your feelings on it? I mean, this is bad. Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, we have gone against game freak for being lazy in multiple ways and i mean it was the the huge controversy of them using 3ds models like pretty much us figuring out like you lied on remaking all these pokemon was a big thing last week but the fact that the game just comes out very recently and people have already gotten pokemon in from 3ds models and hacked them into the game and are using them Right. That's just 
bad yeah. if hackers have done that it's already. Yeah. Now, granted, they said that there are animation glitches with using that and a whole lot of things about it I'm sure. and balancing issues. Fair. I mean, you're bringing from your 3DS to a Switch, but, but the fact that you are bringing from a 3DS to a Switch that easily... It shows they didn't fundamentally change no, a lot. No, they didn't. When they and said they did. Yeah, and and they used it. They used it as the whole excuse as to why the whole Pokemon won't be there. Like right. that was your entire excuse. Yeah. Well, this looks bad. This is bad. It's bad because we know you could have had it done differently. It's bad because we've already seen a whole bunch of lazy things. It's bad because your bra- graphics look bad. Yeah. On top of all of this, like I'm not saying Sword and Shield is, not, is a is a bad game. I think it's a great game. I think it will be a great game. It will go down as one, but. It's just like with how much y'all could, with how much better it could have been, been right? If Game Freak would actually put in the effort to do it the right way that they should. Now, granted, they had My Little Town Hero, I guessing taking up resources, but come on, this is your flagship seller. Like, right? People think Nintendo, and even though you are a third-party company to Nintendo. Pokemon has never been on anywhere else except for mobile, quote right. unquote. But like when people think of Nintendo, Pokemon is the biggest seller. It beats Mario. It beats Zelda. It beats everything. I don't think it beats Smash though, does it? it yeah, easily. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know the, the actual And numbers. the fact that there's what, eight or nine Pokemon in Smash? Like, Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, technically you Smash... Plays into Pokemon, Pokemon game. so yeah, kinda. kind of in some ways, yeah. I mean, all the Pokeballs is items. You think about it too, so right. And two and four Pokemon stages, yeah. The sixty-four, the two stadiums, and then uh, Kalos, Kalos, and there's another one, the one that turns upside down. You can't forget fo- Poke Floats from Melee. As six, well. <laughs> six Pokemon yeah. stages. All right, whatever. I don't know what you're saying. Um, yeah, no, it's bad. I think that. Um, I was texting you earlier in this earlier today saying that honestly this launch has been like the quietest launch I've ever seen mm-hmm. and I think the sales like we said at the top of the show how they're out it's being outpaced by uh, Sun and Moon and I think it reflects that I think that yeah. a lot of people are either voting with their wallets I think some people are and but there's also people that are just like seen have seen enough and been like this doesn't look that fun well i i I think in fairness that the 3ds console has quadrupled what the switch has done so far and it's obviously been out for a lot longer so sun and moon didn't come out as early in the 3ds life as as sword and shield is for the switch life with that said though there have been switch games on the switch that have outsold sun and moon Right. So the as far as Pokemon goes, there's really no excuse other than maybe people could say, "Oh, well, we're not used to Switch for Pokemon games." But and it'd be Pe- Pokemon Let's Go, Eevee, and Pikachu already. So there's that. But I think that it's it's a bad look. I think that it's Game Freak's fault that it's a bad look. I feel like if they didn't have all the issues and uninspiring changes to it dynamax and such like that i feel like we would be on pace with sun and moon honestly yeah. and you know another little tidbit that i threw in here was that in the in-game credits there's a mouse cursor showing through the whole in-game credits <laughs> they were so lazy that they couldn't <laughs> have fixed the in-game credits 
yeah. that a mouse cursor is still sitting in the background. That's like accidentally when the Nintendo commercial that that went worldwide when they were showing like people playing one two switch, and I think it was like France or or Italy where that commercial came out, and the screen was black on the switch with the developer green right. words on it, and it didn't have like all the gameplay on it. People were just like. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, you can't, if you can't see right now, he's like flailing like a flailing my arm around, <laughs> and yeah, and it's you know obviously Nintendo didn't do it worldwide, so I mean that was just a mistake somewhere down the line. But that's just on top of everything else, your in-game credits is messed up with a mouse cursor. Give me a break, Game Freak. This is bad. This yeah. is really bad. And I'm glad you brought up Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee because it seems as though. The community, the community after Sun and Moon came out, I think was overwhelming, like overwhelmingly like positive reaction to Sun and Moon. I I like Sun and Moon personally, and after it came out, and we knew that, then, then like shortly after, you know, the Switch was like blowing up, and we were like, okay, we're looking at full on RPG Pokemon game, and you know that was actually leaked like years before Sun and Sword and Shield was officially announced. And then we got Let's Go Pikachu, and we're like, okay, so this is cool. This is like a game that they're trying to milk a little bit more out of uh, Pokemon Go, and they're trying to kind of keep us satiated until the uh, f- the full game we've been wanting for so long comes out. And we finally get it, and it seems like all these other things they're doing has distracted them from making this game and has made them have to either rush this game or not take the time that they should have doing that. Because another thing, another thing to point out is, Pokemon Go, as much as it's kind of not as big and mainstream, it's still alive and well, and people still play it. And that is part of their resources. They also had a Pokemon movie come out last year, which, as much as like the actual game development side may not have to do much with it, resources and time and effort and you know strategy had to go into that. Pokemon, I think, is getting stretched thin for what they are. And I think that this might be a wake-up call to Game Freak to know that they have to put out what they actually... what makes them as good as they are consistently and not try and diversify so much. Because when you get a lazy game like this come out, you kind of lose some of your, like... And... Your fan base, you know? And obviously. For such a... You, you're correct. They have thinned out Pokemon a lot. Now, I don't think anyone was upset that they've been giving us... Because we had Pokemon. Let's go... Or Pokemon Go. Sorry. We had Detective Pikachu. Right. Sun and Moon. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Pokemon Sleep. Pokemon Rumble. Yeah. Mobile games. It has been... It's constant, been a machine. Constant for like the last three years, pretty and much. And this is, as far as we understand, the last like big major thing in that lineup of things. And this was supposed to be the big boom. Yeah, this was supposed to be like the big, the thing we all wanted for so long. And it's, they ended all this great momentum on a sour note, I think. Now, they definitely did. Game Freak's still going to sell a lot of these. Yeah. It's Pokemon. It's going to sell a lot. But will it sell as many as some of the other Pokemons? And that remains to be seen. Yeah. 
you know, Black Friday's around the corner. Maybe some people are hoping and praying. Maybe it goes on sale. So they're waiting Doubt it, it out. <laughs> Doubt it too. Nintendo um, is so stingy about that stuff. But again, if you're Game Freak, like, you could have waited a year. Nintendo could have waited a year. Nintendo had such a great year of lineups this year. Yeah. Luigi's Mansion 3, Super Mario Maker, Astral Chain, Fire Emblem. Smash. Just to name a few. Well, Smash came out in December. But I guess if you're talking about Game Awards, kind of what we gave a Game Awards, it yeah. comes into this year. Well, it's year. still relevant this year. Yeah, it's no, no, Terry, you're right. I Terry mean, just came you out. Try, you're right. They do keep it alive. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's just to name a few among many other things that they've dropped this year. Yeah. It's not like they were thin of, of video games. So it, it's also notable that they obviously either rushed this game or they didn't put the time and effort into it. They should have. And yet Nintendo has shown that they are willing to postpone games like Metroid Prime 4 and Animal Crossing. Correct for quality and game freak. I don't know if they are willing to do that. I don't know. I, I don't know if Nintendo, there's pressure from Nintendo to, for game freak to do it. I don't know exactly how that all works out, but either way, like they should have postponed this. Like I agree they we could have waited if they were going to yeah. fix it. Um, I, I think we could have waited. I think, you know, cause who knows what they come out with next year. Uh, later in this year, I, I want to do a topic where, we we look at what could possibly come out for next year to keep Nintendo's train rolling. Right. Star Fox, please. Yeah. Um <laughs> and and this could have gone into it next year and would have made it a lot easier. I mean, I get that they needed something big, big for the holiday season. Luigi's Mansion Three was obviously a Halloween holiday season like game. So I, I I could see where they wanted something to go into Christmas. Um, as well as go against the other big games, you know, Jedi Fallen Order being one of them, Death Stranding being another, because I still think Death Stranding will sell very well. It's sad. Well, that's that's all. That's all I want. I, I want to end on a good note. Did you see the story that um, there's this streamer who who was playing Pokemon and he beat the entire game with just one Wulu? nice <laughs> yeah congrats i just wanted to say that that was incredible that is yeah congrats <laughs> because wulu's like the funniest character or funniest pokemon we've seen so far new pokemon and um he beat the elite Ooh. four with him <laughs> also uh the shiny wulu is a literally a black sheep which i think is really cool and there's like a rabid hunt for uh shiny wulu on twitch right now which is really Ooh. funny so there are some funny things, and I want I want to say like it's negative. No, like I said, it's a it's going to be a great game. Yeah, and I'm still probably. But we know get it, it could have been a much better game, right? And that's where my issue lays. Right, and it may fill that space for people long enough until we actually get a good one. But my hope isn't really holding out in games. So due to time constraints, we're actually going to jump to our last topic, but let's just be real. We were going to talk about Google Stadia, and was it a flop? Quick answer, is it a flop, Brendan? Pretty much. It is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Topic three done. Topic four. After a decade and some change, Valve is finally continuing the Half-Life series in a VR game titled Half-Life Alex. The game will be about as long as Half-Life 2, and will be available on more than just Steam's VR system. Congrats, Steam. Good job. We got the reveal trailer today, and a date of March 2020. 
So Renan, how do you feel? I mean, it's been over a decade. Half-Life, obviously, Half-Life 3 has been a running meme for a long yeah, time. For a decade, pretty much. People have been hating on Valve for just worrying about Steam. Obviously, Steam has had some issues with yeah. Epic. Valve needed something. We said that Half-Life was going to be the way for them to bring things back. They're bringing it back. Half-Life Alex will be in between one and two. Do you feel the VR game such like that? Do you feel like this is a good way to try to get it? Well, get it back into the swing of things. Cause you have to feel like half-life three is now very possible. Right. And I, what I'll say overall is that I think steam, I think valve is very smart because one thing that is is kind of it's mentioned in all the marketing that they're doing for this, but not mentioned in the trailer. But basically, Steam, you know, they've they've been developing a VR headset, and this is their flagship lineup. Like this is their flagship game to start this whole process of like being a VR game, you know, being in that industry. Yeah. And obviously, they have Steam VR. They've been very supportive of that community with other actual hardware like HTC Vive and the Oculus Rift. Um, so they, uh, you know, I think they're geniuses to, to make their flagship game a half-life game because yeah. so many people, I mean, that's what they want from steam more. That's what they want from Valve more than any, anything. So, you know, that, uh, I think that's genius just objectively, but, um, the fact that they're continuing the half-life games, but not giving us the third one is kind of a disappointment. Although I would be very disappointed if Half-Life 3 was just a VR game, though. <laughs> I oh, think yeah. a lot of people would because that genre spans way more like communities and the VR community is a small community within the game yeah. industry. So, um, you know, I'm glad VR is getting love and I'm glad Half-Life is getting love. So overall, very positive news to me and yeah. very genius marketing on Valve's part. I, I think it's very interesting, the choice of direction. And so, therefore, I can't say it's a great move, but I can't say it's a bad move either. Yeah, definitely. I think that this is definitely a good way, if you're going to enforce something on VR, and if we are now assuming the possibility of Half-Life 3 actually coming out of meme form, right? then this is a good way to build hype for it. If anything, even if people don't play it, the hype for Half-Life 3 will come back alive. And yeah. so, um, and we know that Half-Life has a very intriguing story and people who are fond of that series wants to know the, cause Half-Life two episode two ended with like this huge cliffhanger yeah. that people just really thirst to know yeah. what happens after. And so I don't think that this will give an answer <laughs> obviously because it's between Half-Life one and two. Right. But I think that it will drive enough people for the thirst of Half-Life to do this, especially if they already have an Oculus yeah. or, or Steam's VR headset and, uh, and and play this. Because if you have VR, this will be the best VR game probably ever to come out. Like, let's be In real. a long time, at least. In a, yeah, in yeah. a very long time. Yeah. That's um, definitely arguable to certain people. Like, like Super Hot is one of those up there. But, um, yeah, and uh, that's a good point, too, is that if you already have Oculus Rift and maybe you aren't playing VR, like, this might kind of reinvigorate reinvigorate you to like want to keep like get back into it you know and yeah that is important that they aren't just making it a vr steam vr headset exclusive like it's going to be on 
Oculus, uh, you're going to be able to play it with any kind of headset you have. You know, it's not going to be some kind of limitation. So that's really good of them. And that's, you know, on brand with valve. Um, but you know that, uh, I will say it's an exciting overall fe- I have an exciting feeling about it overall, because that means the half-life story is progressing in any way is a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah. And I will say it's probably going to, Exist. I mean, literally, I jokingly said before the show that is it's Half Life the pre sequel, like how Borderlands did it between one and two. Yeah, and I, I joked Half Life three fifty eight over two days. Right, and, <laughs> starts with three, and it's one of those things. It's like it's like these games we both said. Mm-hmm. It's universe building, great for the people who love the story, love the universe. Yeah, but it's not going to be like a top tier game. Now, if it's top tier game, that's just a bonus. Yeah. I feel like expectations are set at a good level because people have expectations of what a VR game is and they understand that VR is hard to actually Im- Im- imbue with an insanely powerful storyline. Yeah. And also pre I mean uh universe building games that exist between different games also have an expectation too. So they're not overselling it, but they're using the best marketing option they have yeah. to sell it i mean to me overall my look take at this is where's the ultimate goal to get us to half-life 3 yeah and so i think this is the best way to give you a good quality game without using so many resources and not having this like you said super high expectations we think that the expectations are set where they are and and delivering it and just bringing half-life hype back because right. i don't think Alex is going to be a well-revered game. Like you said, it's not going to be, if, if it is, it's a bonus. Right. And I think valve should have that expectations. Right. I think that overall the setup and the journey to half life three is, is what you need because again, it's been, by the time this comes out, it's going to be almost 13 years since half life two episode two. That's almost King. That is like a little over kingdom hearts waiting time. Right. And you know how thirsty we were for between two and three. Like that was a crazy wait, and and uh, Half Life doesn't even have the, the whole thing where they release smaller games, right? In, in between too, yeah. So they got the they got to bring it back was up. Was very like it was a big cliffhanger. Too, yes, you know, no spoilers, but yeah, it was. Yeah, I guess you haven't played it. I know about it. Okay, well, but I won't spoil others. Okay, yeah, because it's something you should experience. But also, one thing to be said, I guess, is kind of like all I really have to say about this, but. The one thing I want to be said is that this also is a trend of Steam or uh, Valve putting their properties on VR. So we're looking at like Portal VR, which mm-hmm. would be, that'd be awesome. I mean, Portal is such a fun game to kind of experience, especially the first time you play through it. It's like mind blowing, and doing it, doing it over again in VR, especially when you get to point the portal gun and I walk through the portal, kind of that's that's cool. I I, I think that it overall gives us like so many more positives than you know even that it's just a high life game like we also have expanded our horizons on like what we can get from valve for as far as games goes like yeah. a portal 2 vr would be incredible even like portal 2 co-op vr i've never seen that well i've, I've seen yeah. obviously they have co-op vr but um you know that could be another level of fun honestly it could be. I think if you did like a, a portal game co-op where like 
one person had like the first portal and one person had the other that'd be cool or like well, we what... had like puzzle rooms where like you were both in different sections but had to like get somewhere well in portal 2 the co-op mode you each get two portals so it really like it it's like mind bending having to figure out dude the, I, i'm just thinking about it right now it makes me want to play it like oh my gosh <laughs> and the thing is my wife she doesn't really play a lot of games but portal's the one game that she's played and if i could like co-op with her on portal 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 2 would be so awesome even if it was in vr i don't know that hasn't been a confirmed or anything. It's just something we could see Valve doing. Yeah, obviously. and who knows? I mean, maybe if um, Half Life Alex sells very well for for VR, they may look into it. Because again, they they said this will be about as long as Half Life Two. Yeah, so it's they a full put game. in a lot to yeah. it. And if that proves successful, then I think the sky's the limit on what Steam will do. And Steam knows they need to respond with everything that's happening. Like Steam needs to hit. Yeah, they they've, had they've had a rough year. They've had a rough time. Year and a half, yeah. Yeah, with Epic Game Store and yeah. the Metro Exodus stuff. And they need to bring some Lula back. Yeah. Um, back their way. But with that said, though, sorry we skipped the Google Stadia topic, but realistically, we're all real gamers here. No one cares. Yeah, it <laughs> seems, just to say something real quick about that, uh, it seems like they're missing the mark. I feel like Google's marketing this to people who aren't gamers quote right now but it's sad and, because it should have been and it should be marketed for us you know like it's a colossal failure because i mean there were high expectations when it first came out they kind of got tempered but it's like you and i for, were both like all right like it'll have a rough start but it's going to pave the way for the future and we'll see how it goes but it's just colossally just fell flat on to be fair a lot of things you're right you're and right you, you kind of have to worry about xcloud on that sense now yeah but we're also only like a weekend so they can turn yeah, it could, you can turn how around big is their system because people are saying that like they have 200 megabits like going to their computer and that it's not there's no real like 4k that it's upscale from 1080p and that yeah. like their xbox one versions of games look better even if they have back because yeah. the latency apparently hasn't been an issue with those with good internet. Actually, people have said they are impressed by the latency, but they're saying that like the gameplay itself and the graphics and other things like that are very, very bad. Yeah, very bad. So, with how much processing that Google said they have, I don't remember how many teraflops, pentabots, <laughs> whatever they have, but petabytes, petabytes, whatever y'all have in there, it ain't working. So we'll have to see what xCloud comes with. And maybe xCloud will take notes and do it right. We'll see. But with that said, this was another fun, juicy episode of the Player 5 <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Where it can be found at Spotify, Out Podcast, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can contact Renan on Twitter at Player5Pod. And yep. me at Instagram at Player5 underscore podcast. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you'd like to talk about. We've taken opinions before and have put them on the show. Right. We're, also, we rate, love doing that, actually. Yeah. I, I actually love getting listener questions. Also, rate and review the show. If you rate if you rate us on any of the platforms, we will shout you out on the show. And we really appreciate that because that yes. helps other people find us. So, um, And don't criticize us because we fly higher our egos are holding than on other podcasts. If you don't like our podcast, <laughs> it's because you're an American who likes first-person shooters too much. 
Yeah, you're probably a Call of Duty fan if you don't like our podcast. Because yeah. all we do is crap on Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, modern warfare. It, it's, it's deserved, though, to be honest. I'm just I, have no, I have no way to prove it, but it I don't have an it. issue with Call of Duty. I have an issue with how it's handled. Yeah, but we can all say that the um, best game ever made was Halo 5, though. So. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. All right, we'll see you next see you week. Next week.